All right, everybody. It is Thursday, January 19th, Dolly Parton's birthday. You're listening to the Mo News Podcast. I'm Mo Shwanunu. And I'm Jill Wagner, working 925. This is the place where we bring you just the facts. And we read all the news and read between the lines so you don't have to. And we celebrate Dolly, Jill. And the funny thing is we work the opposite of nine to five. <laughs> yeah, it's more like, more like five to nine. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> five to five, nine to nine. Anyway, one of us is always working, posting, etc. Uh, taping late. So Dolly's birthday, we'll tell you more about that and on this day. And then today, everyone celebrate because today is National Popcorn Day. I feel like popcorn's really having a moment. Yes, I totally agree. I feel like a few years ago, I remember getting a gifts from colleagues, like those kind of like pretty boxes with flavored popcorns. And it's amazing. I did a little research into this, Jill, as I do. Of course, it you turns did. out in 1999, the Secretary of Agriculture at the time in the Clinton administration declared October popcorn month, but then that elapsed. And so then in 2014, they declared a popcorn day. I think popcorn honestly should get a month again. But uh, in 2014, they declared that today, January 19th, is National Popcorn Day. So we have a day at least. Well, I just stuffed my face with some lesser, what is it? The lesser evil Himalayan pink salt, whatever that's called. And I just, I can't stop eating it. Yeah, and by the way, that was not a paid endorsement. We're, we're, <laughs> we, we, we're open about those. We just really like it. And, and Lesser Evil or whoever distributes you guys, like, we're big fans of you. So yes. come aboard. Um, okay, now to some headlines on this Thursday. Why some Bank of America customers woke up Wednesday with money missing from their accounts and what the bank has to say about it. Overseas in Ukraine, a chopper crash killed a top Ukrainian government official. We're going to get a status update on the war and a possible change in strategy on the part of the United States. New Zealand's Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, says she is stepping down. We'll tell you why. Another day, another study, showing yet another food that is potentially unsafe. This time, fresh water, fish, can we live, Mosh? Please. <laughs> More tech layoffs, this time at Microsoft. Plus, Mosh has his on this day. We have an important moment in TV history, in political history, and the BlackBerry. We'll tell you all about it and why this day matters for the history of the BlackBerry. All right, let's start with this Bank of America story. The bank is in damage control mode after some customers reported money missing from their accounts and negative balances, many taking to social media to show their outrage and to find out what is going on. One person tweeting, I am at the point of a collapse. Where is my money? The bank sent a notice to customers. It said Bank of America is experiencing delays in online transactions conducted via Zelle, that is a payment platform that millions of people use to send and receive money. The bank says Zelle transactions made between January 14th and January 17th may be delayed in occurring and posting to accounts as requested. Transfers will be completed and will appear in your account activity and balances as soon as possible. Uh, the damage has been done, though. One person tweeting, so cool how Bank of America magically disappeared a large Zelle transaction that had already posted and I had used to pay bills. Now I'm extremely in debt in my checking and I can't get a hold of them. Unbelievable. You could feel the frustration. Oh, I can't even imagine. Uh, I, you know, I was once a Bank of America customer. I am no longer, though it is the second largest bank in America in terms of customers, just behind Chase. Uh, for their part, the Bank of America said by about 3 p.m. they had this problem resolved. 
But that still meant that most of the day, people were looking in their accounts and being like, where is my money? Uh, incidentally, Zelle was obviously getting uh, notes about this as well. They put out a statement midday before Bank of America really spoke out about this, saying, hey, Zelle is up and running. We're aware of the issue that's impacting Bank of America. We recommend contacting Bank of America for updates on what is happening over there. Jill, this all comes as there's a larger discussion and scrutiny of Zelle. Senator Elizabeth Warren from Massachusetts says the big banks that own Zelle uh, aren't doing enough to protect users. She tweeted that Bank of America and Zelle are apparently failing customers again with money somehow disappearing from their accounts. I've called out serious fraud issues on Zelle, and this is their latest failure. In a report issued in the fall, Warren said fraudulent transactions on Zelle totaled almost half a billion dollars back in 2021. Mosh, this is the reason I know you're bullying me to get Zelle to pay me <laughs> and I make you pay me via snail mail um, I, with a regular I, check. Everyone, the only <laughs> print written checks I've written, uh, Jill has gotten checks 101, 102, 103 from my checkbook because <laughs> she's the only one not on Zelle. True story. Okay, yes. a status update here, though. Zelle, uh, created in 2017, just about six years old now. It is operated by Early Warning Services, LLC. It's actually co-owned by seven banks, including Chase, Bank of America, Wells Fargo. Nearly 2,000 banks use Zelle, now the country's most widely used money transfer service, with more than $500 billion being transferred, over 1.8 billion transfers in 2021, which is more than double Venmo's payment volume. I know there were a lot of numbers and transfers there, but you get the point. Basically, uh, <laughs> everyone in America uses it except for Jill. Yes. Yeah. In November, Bank of America was the subject of a federal lawsuit claiming that it marketed Zelle services as easy, safe, and secure, in large part because it was backed by banks. Instead, the suit argues Zelle comes with a high risk of fraud for consumers and little chance of being paid back by the bank if customers get scammed. Yeah, this is a big thing Washington is focused on. Uh, Capital One and TD Bank are also facing legal challenges regarding their use of Zelle. Both suits against those banks say that the banks are also marketing Zelle as safe without sufficiently warning customers about fraud risks. So there's the big seven banks, including Bank of America, of course, behind Zelle. They are apparently, according to a New York Times story uh, that came out late last year, preparing for a major rule change this year that will compensate more customers who fall victim to scams that, you know, when Zelle is uh, operating, there's still scam concerns. And so that would reverse the current issue where uh, if you're scammed on Zelle, you click on the wrong link, you suffer a loss, you deal with that loss. And the banks apparently are ready to protect people. That's one of the things that's one of the things Warren is going after them on. And clearly there's some scrutiny now that Zell is about to turn six years old. Okay, switching gears now to the war in Ukraine. A helicopter carrying senior Ukrainian officials crashed on Wednesday in a suburb of the capital, Kiev, killing more than a dozen people, including Ukraine's Minister of Internal Affairs and also a child. A kindergarten and a residential tower were also damaged. More than 10 kids are said to be injured. It's still unclear what caused the chopper to go down. The weather was reportedly extremely foggy at the time of the crash, and there were no initial signs that it had been shot down. One of the minister's advisors wrote, we'll soon find out whether it was sabotage, a technical malfunction, or a violation of flight safety rules. But President Zelensky, who was addressing the World Economic Forum in Davos via video, said, this is not an accident because it's been due to war, and the war has many dimensions, not just on the battlefields. There are no accidents at wartime. These are all war results. 
The minister who died, Denis Monastirsky, was the highest-ranking government official to die since Russia's invasion began last February. The crash happened in the morning, the same time parents dropped their kids off at school. And this isn't just a symbolic death. Monastirsky and his top deputy played a critical role in the war effort, overseeing police, emergency services, handling rescues after missile strikes, and clearing mines. Meanwhile, the U.S. is said to be more open now to the idea of helping Ukraine target Crimea. That is the Ukrainian peninsula annexed by Russia in 2014. It's part of the country that Vladimir Putin considers vital to restoring Russia's prominence in the area. So the U.S. has always said Crimea is part of Ukraine. But since the start of this most recent war, the Biden administration has refused to give Ukraine the weapons that it would need to target the Crimean peninsula. Russia has been using the area as a base for launching pretty severe strikes. According to the New York Times, though, that line is starting to soften after months of discussions with Ukrainian officials. The Biden administration is finally starting to concede that Ukraine may need the power to strike the Russian sanctuary, even if such a move increases the risk of escalation, according to several U.S. officials who spoke on condition of anonymity to discuss the sensitive debate, again, according to The New York Times. Yeah, so you might remember this happened during the Obama administration. Russia basically just pops in overnight with these soldiers, they called the little green men, and took Crimea from Ukraine. Uh, The world complained. That's actually what made the G8, the G7. They kicked Russia out of that conference. Uh, but other than that, there was no, there were no real ramifications for Putin. Since then, he's basically made it home. Uh, he built that brand new bridge. Remember that bridge that exploded that the uh, Ukrainians targeted a few months back? It was a major victory for them. They have since reopened it. You know, Putin officially drove across it. So it's a big deal, this Crimea, and he's used it as a launching base uh, for attacks on the rest of Ukraine. It's home to tens of thousands of Russian troops numerous Russian military bases now. So the interesting thing here is that the moderation in position comes as the Biden administration, or at least some officials within the Biden administration, believe that if the Ukrainian military can show that they can uh, basically weaken Russia in Crimea, a land that officially belongs to Ukraine, that that could strengthen Ukraine's standing in future peace talks and negotiations. The big fear until now is that if Ukraine really got aggressive in Crimea, that Russia would strike back with potentially nuclear weapons, that Russia now considers Crimea part of Russia. And so an attack on part of Russia, they would escalate things. Apparently, according to the Times, according to top U.S. officials, they believe, at least at this juncture, that uh, they don't believe that nuclear risk is there like they once thought. Okay, we have a lot more news to get to, including the speed read, but I'm very excited, Jill, to be talking about our newest sponsor this week. I'm very excited to introduce Harry's, uh, a brand that I've been using for a number of years for a great shave. My wife, Alex, actually bought me their aftershave a couple years ago, and I immediately uh, was converted. I love their shaving cream and their aftershave, and I'm so excited they're officially now joining us as a partner with a special deal for Mo News listeners. Recently, I also started using their razor as well, which I'm also really liking. And so Harry's is offering Mo News listeners their Truman Shave Trial Set. It is a $15 value that you can now get for a limited time for just $3 over at harrys.com slash Mo News. It includes a five-blade razor with a very nice weighted hand, I should say, 
foaming shave gel, a couple extra blades, and a travel cover. That travel cover for the razor is key, so you don't cut yourself in your dop kit. It keeps the blade clean as well. You can also schedule a replacement blade delivery whenever you need them with refills for as little as $2. I want to say again, I'm genuinely a big fan of Harry's. I don't think you'll be disappointed, and you will be a convert just like me. The deal, again, is a $15 Truman Shave trial set for just $3. You can get started with Harry's for just $3 over at harrys.com slash monews. Again, that's harrys.com slash monews for the $3 trial set. Our next partner has a product that I use literally every day, uh, Athletic Greens. Their AG1 all-in-one vitamin is a must as we try to get through this cold and flu season. I've been using Athletic Greens AG1 powder for a couple months now. It's just one scoop with a glass of water in the morning. It's that simple. The experience is uh, affordable, and I've been getting that extra boost of energy, especially when I used to lag midday. The AG1 powder contains more than 75 important ingredients, including tons of vitamins and minerals. It also has pre and probiotics to support your gut health. And here is the best news. With your first purchase of AG1, Athletic Greens is giving Mo News listeners a free one-year supply of their vitamin D and five free travel packs of AG1. You can get that all at athleticgreens.com slash monews to take advantage of this offer. Again, athleticgreens.com slash monews, M-O-N-E-W-S, for this special deal to really start to take ownership of your health. Time now for the speed read from the Wall Street Journal. New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern said that she would step down by February 7th after five and a half years as leader because she lacks the energy to do the job ahead of an election later this year. For my part, I want to finish with a simple thank you to New Zealanders for giving me this opportunity to serve and to take on what has and will always be the greatest role of my life. I hope in return, I leave behind a belief that you can be kind but strong, empathetic but decisive, optimistic but focused that you can be your own kind of leader, one that knows when it's time to go. She says, quote, I know what this job takes, and I know that I no longer have enough in the tank to do it justice, but I absolutely believe and know there are others around me who do. She made history in 2017, at the time becoming the world's youngest female head of government. Jill, I think this move caught some people by surprise uh, when it was made on Wednesday night. Uh, there were a whole bunch of news notifications coming from every news app in the world. Ardern is known for leading her country through the pandemic, uh, through the mass shootings in 2019, uh, the White Island volcanic eruption. She says she's very proud of what she has accomplished during her time as leader. That includes responding to climate change, addressing child poverty, easing access to education, improving worker conditions, dealing with issues of national identity. As of now, it appears the election will be held later this year in October, uh, but still pretty notable, you know, that she, you know, started serving at 37, 42. She feels like, uh, you know, she needs a break here. She's being open and honest. And that's something that uh, her people have applauded her for. She's been a pretty candid leader. She actually had, uh, she's the second head of state, elected head of state to have a baby while in office. She yeah. gave birth to her daughter. Um, during the pandemic, you might remember, she would give these really kind of personal Facebook chats that were said to have really kept the country together and ke- uh, kept spirits high. Listen, it's pretty notable given what we're watching here, the potential election between Biden and Trump again, chill, just the contrast that, you know, a leader as young as 42 who served five and a half years is just like, listen, I'm ready to give someone else a chance who might have more energy. And I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. I'm a little burnt out. 
from CNN. Another warning about the food we're eating. This time, fish caught in the fresh waters of the nation's streams and rivers in the Great Lakes contain dangerously high levels of PFAS, a known synthetic toxin phased out by the federal government. This is according to a study of data from the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency called Forever Chemicals because they fail to break down easily in the environment. They leached into the nation's drinking water via public water systems and private wells. The chemicals then accumulate in the bodies of fish, shellfish, livestock, dairy, and game animals that people eat. And most, the numbers are pretty astounding. Yeah, the numbers are pretty remarkable here, Jill. The level of PFAS found in freshwater fish often exceeded an astounding 8,000 parts per trillion. Uh, to give you a sense of what that means, the EPA has allowed 70 parts per trillion in the nation's drinking water due to health concerns. Most recently, they actually lowered that to 0.02 parts per trillion. So again, that's compared to 8,000 parts per trillion found in some of this freshwater fish. Uh, I actually linked to this on my Instagram account. You can see a map of the country and a study of a lot of the freshwater streams, uh, Great Lakes, lakes across the country, and the measurement they got. One of the study's authors said, quote, you'd have to drink an incredible amount of water. We estimate a month of contaminated water to get the same exposure you would get from a single serving of some of these freshwater fish. Consuming even a single locally caught freshwater fish per year can measurably and significantly change the level of PFAS in your blood. Though, Jill, we should note, just for context, as uh, we talk about these types of stories, studies have shown that 98% of Americans have some level of PFAS in their blood as we talk about this. Well, these chemicals are linked to high cholesterol, cancer, and various chronic diseases. And as you just mentioned, it's nearly impossible to avoid them, according to experts. Manufacturers add the chemicals to thousands of products, including nonstick cookware, mobile phones, carpeting, clothing, makeup, furniture, and food packaging. Not much missing in that list. Um, there have been efforts in recent years to uh, increase uh, the rules uh, when it comes to fast food packaging, uh, a whole bunch of places where directly the packaging touches food. One thing to note here as these studies come out is to keep in mind you know, everything in moderation. And there's a few recommendations that uh, they made in Consumer Reports. I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, that includes transferring food out of fast food packaging as soon as you can. Don't reheat food in takeout containers. There are a number of restaurants that have phased out uh, PFAS in their packaging, Chipotle and Sweetgreen among them. Apparently, one thing that is concerning on this National Popcorn Day, microwave popcorn bags uh, apparently is one place where you might get a lot of PFAS. There's also retailers that have phased it out of their cosmetics, uh, certain pans, etc. So again, I will uh, put a, a link in for Consumer Reports and uh, another source to give you a sense of ways to avoid them to the extent that is possible in 2023. Mosh, permission to rant? Go ahead, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I, I feel like we can't let we can't make you uh, save this until next Festivus. No, it's January. Yes. I cannot take these stories anymore. And I know they're legit. The numbers here are insane. But yeah. it's literally everything we eat, we use, we do that is a problem. Gas stoves, check. Dark chocolate, check. Baby food, check. Can we live? <laughs> I, I mean, I follow some accounts on Instagram that look at all of this stuff. Today, one of them posted about tea bags that let out plastic particles when you dip them into boiling water. 
Yep. So now tea isn't safe. Tea. I mean, there are people who you, they say switch from coffee to tea because it's healthier. Right. And honestly, I almost don't even care about myself because at this point, I feel like I'm just kind of screwed. I grew up on <laughs> we're eighties, nineties kids. Yeah, I grew up yeah. on diet iced tea, five calorie frozen yogurt. I, I think that was like literally all chemicals. What was it like? TCBY? No, that would have been it. good. I mean, I was <laughs> I was having like like five calorie an ounce. I, I don't even know what it was. But Mosh, I am trying to at least start my kids off on the right foot. And it's just like, like you can't. There's like nothing that you could do. It feels like there's nothing I do that's safe. Well, I, I think that, you know, ultimately it's all about decisions, right? It's like avoiding things where you can, not overdoing it. Again, you know, we'll link to the Consumer Reports thing. In this case, like try to find more saltwater fish than freshwater fish. Try to, you know, buy certain things organic if you can. I mean, there's a lot of research out there I think that we are starting to get a sense of what is going into our food, what is going into the things that we wear, et cetera. And so again, you know, nobody's saying like start from scratch. I think it's all about like how can you in a world and society that has a lot of chemicals, a lot of artificial stuff in it, just make a decision every day that potentially saves you from some of that. Um, and I think that's the way I would approach it, Jill. I hope that helped. <laughs> I feel so much better, Mosh. Thank you for okay, that. Okay, good. good. <laughs> okay, this next story from the BBC. German police have denied being extras for Greta Thunberg after false claims that her detainment at a protest in Western Germany was staged. Here's what this is all about. The 20-year-old Swedish climate activist was one of hundreds of protesters who traveled to a German town to demonstrate against the demolition of villages to make way for coal mining. They were detained by police. A viral post online claimed that she being held by police was all a setup for the cameras. The video of her being removed had gained millions of views. Local police tell the BBC we would never make such recordings, but it is important, they say, that police enable reporting and guarantee the protection of media workers. Yeah, so this thing was blowing up specifically on uh, kind of conservative Twitter, uh, conservative social media, uh, who are not big fans of Greta to begin with, uh, but there were outtakes uh, of the video as the police were holding her uh, and standing by for cameras to get all set up. Uh, the German police say they have a respect for freedom of the press, so they were letting the cameras get in position. Greta was smiling at the time. Uh, remember, she wasn't being arrested. She was being detained. They were trying to just move them out of the way. Sort of reminds me, Jill, of what took place, the protest. I believe it was related to abortion in the fall outside the Supreme Court where AOC was in the street uh, and sort of being pulled away by Capitol Police and putting her hands behind her to make it look like she was arrested. So this sort of reminded people of that. Ultimately here, the police say that they had to wait a couple minutes so they could bring her to a certain police car, uh, that there were no political motives on the part of the police. The police were trying to get people out of there. But I thought this was important just given how popular this clip had become. I shared it on Instagram, got a lot of interesting reaction gel uh, to let people know. Yeah. No, <laughs> guys, just to let you in on here, there are certain stories where like, Jill's like, we got to do Jacinda Ardern. And I was like, do we? And then I was like, we got to do Greta Thunberg. And Jill's like, do we? So um, there is a debate. We agree on a probably 95% of stories. But um, I, you know, I, I thought it's interesting just given how prominent she is. From CNBC, Microsoft, Amazon, and other tech companies have laid off more than 60,000 employees in the last year. The job cuts in tech land are piling up as companies that led the 10-year bull market adapt to a new reality. Microsoft said that it is letting go of 10,000 employees, which will reduce the company's headcount by less than 5%. 
just an idea of how big these companies are. Amazon also began a fresh round of job cuts that are expected to eliminate more than 18,000 employees and become the largest workforce reduction in that company's 28-year history. The layoffs come in a period of slowing growth, higher interest rates to battle inflation, and fears of a possible recession. CNBC was breaking down some of the biggest cuts. You mentioned, of course, Microsoft, 10,000 workers, Amazon, 18,000 workers. Uh, For Amazon, it's primarily in its HR and stores divisions after going on a hiring spree during the pandemic. The Google parent company, Alphabet, has largely avoided layoffs until uh, recently, when it recently cut a few hundred uh, jobs from its health sciences division, Verily. Crypto.com, 500 jobs cut. That's 20% of its workforce. Coinbase, 2,000 jobs. Salesforce, 7,000 jobs, which is about 10% of its workforce. I could keep going here. Facebook, parent company, Meta, cut 13% of its staff. That's about 11,000. Of course, Elon notably cut a uh, number, several thousand of Twitter employees through a number of methods. Lyft, Stripe, Shopify, uh, Netflix, Snapchat, Robinhood, Tesla, the list goes on. You know, these were high times, Jill, for the last few years. I mean, if you look at NASDAQ stocks, um, which is the, t- the tech index. I mean, they did incredibly well for a decade, record low interest rates, incredible growth. COVID was especially good to the tech companies, right? We were all at home needing to use the technologies. And so this is sort of reality check that uh, they might need to trim all of the expansion they did, at least in the past couple of years. Okay, Mosh, from the Washington Post, the germiest spot in your kitchen is... Drum roll, please. Okay, I asked my husband, and he guessed the sponge in the sink. Oh, that's a good guess. Uh, But it is actually the spice jars, according to a new study. Researchers examined how people preparing turkey burgers cross-contaminated various surfaces in a kitchen. Spice jars used in the meal, the researchers found, were far and away the most contaminated spot. 48% of those used were found to harbor bacteria from the turkey. Yikes, that's one out of two people not washing their hands after dealing with raw turkey? Come on, folks. So the study says consumers may not necessarily think to wipe down or decontaminate spice containers after cooking because they're not typically targeted as high risk for cross-contamination in messaging to consumers. But of the 12 services tested, most tested positive for bacteria 20% of the time or less compared to the spice jars 48% of the time. These spice jars, along with cutting boards and trash bin lids, also found to have the highest concentration of bacteria. Uh, Definitely thinking about that trash bin lid. I I imagine, Jill, as uh, people are listening to this podcast right now at home, they're headed over (laughs) with a Lysol wipe immediately (laughs) to their spices, uh, their cutting boards, and uh, their trash can. Um, Ultimately, here, cooks who have done a good job of hand-washing don't need to be as vigilant. It's those of you who are not washing your hands um, often enough in the kitchen. You need to be thinking about cross-contamination. Uh, wipe your spice jars down with a soapy cloth and finish with a wipe of disinfecting kitchen spray, according to the experts. All right, Jill, it is now time for our On This Day in History, brought to us, of course, from our partner, Magic Spoon Cereal. Uh, they are offering right now Mo News listeners their variety pack, which includes peanut butter, frosty cocoa and fruity cereal flavors filled with nostalgia not filled with gluten grain soy or sugar you can head over to magicspoon.com slash mo news to grab a variety pack try today the promo code again is mo news m-o-n-e-w-s uh to check out magic spoon cereal and you will save five dollars off your order jill we will begin with some birthdays dolly parton the queen herself turned 77 today 
Jolene, Jolene, Jolene. I'm not going to go high, but oh, I love that song. And I love her. She's just a, a great person. Jolene rhymes with our next birthday, Paula Dean. Oh, she turns well 76 today. Yeah, I think you did that without even knowing what our next birthday was. Um, and then we have Jody Sweeten. You might know her as Stephanie from Full House. She is 41 today. And by saying her age, she might say, how rude. <laughs> was she the one who would say how rude yeah that's oh. her line ah yeah. okay how rude how rude cut it out i know that wasn't her but <laughs> i can't I think help they all it. Did it by the end <laughs> the fuller house came back all right let's look at history here sticking with tv comedies on january 19th 1953 70 years ago today 70 percent of all u.s tv sets were tuned in to i love lucy to watch lucy ricardo have her baby little ricky a famous episode of I Love Lucy, and just something remarkable, Jill, that 70% of the country might be watching something at the same time. It's incredible. Also on this date, 46 years ago, a trace of snow fell in Miami, Florida, Jill, for the first and only time in recorded history. So if you were in Miami on this day in 77, you will have witnessed the only snow fall ever in Miami history. And I know Floridians like to complain about the weather when it goes below 60, but uh, <laughs> snow do. in Miami, pretty crazy, pretty crazy. Um, all right, one piece of tech history today, Jill. On this day, 24 years ago, January 19th, 1999, Research in Motion, RIM, remember them? They introduced the BlackBerry, a two-way pager in mobile email reader, they called it. The Crackberry. The Crackberry. Um, at, I remember my father for a while was calling it Blueberry because somebody had a Blackberry <laughs> that was blue. He's like, what about the Blueberry? I'm like, no, no, it's, I, think the, I think it's Blackberry. But I remember there were a few years where like, they had that special belt holster, Jill, where I, and I was working oh in Washington on Capitol Hill. Mosh. And I think that was the only place <laughs> it was socially acceptable, Jill. Uh, to 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 hook your BlackBerry onto the belt holster so you can you know pull it out really quickly and send off an email. Uh, but BBM, I mean, there was a lot of cultural stuff there. I think some people actually noted that people who text in like bursts, like me, like single line, single word sentences, that that's partially a byproduct of those who like began texting in the BlackBerry era. That's so interesting because I'm like that too. There are people who do kind of one text with numerous yes. paragraphs. I'm right. like, you'll get 17 texts for me with one <laughs> word each. And you're the same way. Uh, yes. And at least it works for us because some people <laughs> hate us, Jill, because you're just like, why did my phone vibrate 19 times or alert 19 times? Because you're like correcting yourself on the next line. And then you try to correct yourself again. <laughs> right. Anyway, we could go on. All right, Jill, here's a piece of political history that some of you might remember. Democratic presidential frontrunner Howard Dean on this day <laughs> in 2004. Jill's already laughing. So there was a primary in, among the Democrats in 04. Ultimately, John Kerry would become the nominee. He would go on to lose to George W. Bush. But there was a very quick rise for uh, the former Vermont governor, Howard Dean. And at the time, he was the front runner. So they have the Iowa caucus. He finishes in third place. He has to give a speech to his supporters, his followers that night. And he's trying to rev them up, saying they're going to keep going despite this third place showing. And he talks about where they're going to go and lets out a little squeal at the end. Take a listen. You know something? Not only are we going to New Hampshire, Tom Harkin, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um... 
Wow, Jill. Jill, apparently, when, when I put this in the notes earlier today before we recorded, she's like, I've been playing it on repeat mode. <laughs> it's made my night. So, I can't stop. So some of you might remember this. This is considered to, to be the first ever playable <laughs> meme to go viral online. Remember, the internet was a new thing. YouTube didn't exist till 06. But this thing blows up. It's on the late night comedy shows. Apparently, national network and cable channels aired this clip of this scream at the end. 633 times within four days, and then nearly a thousand times in one week. Some of the media called it the Dean Scream. Some called the speech the I Have a Scream speech. <laughs> That's <laughs> anyway, very clever. <laughs> he, would, he would go on to lose in New Hampshire. Uh, you didn't hear much from him after the fact. Some people like to blame his loss on this scream. Um, he says there were other issues there in terms of loss of support. He finished third, etc. But Jill, if you remember that time, like, that was considered to be like the worst political mistake ever. Like, how could he scream like that? How could someone who screams like that <laughs> in a speech become president? Well, the reason that I think this is so funny is because when I watched it, it just seemed so tame compared yes. to what in my memory, it, like I have him swinging from chandeliers. You know, this was yeah. nothing. This was such so <laughs> not a big deal. And then I was reading a lot of the comments because this is on Twitter. So I was reading a bunch of the comments and that's, the general sentiment here of kind of like, this is a nothing burger. This is, cannot believe this is what ended his career. One tweet, which is so funny, America, he wants the job too much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing is like, so that's 04. That's considered a bad gaffe, right? Like how can we recover from that? And then like what we experienced in this last 20 years, well, you guys know, there was a time we're letting out that, <laughs> that yell, that scream, was considered, this person can't come back. Now look at our politics. Like, I would <laughs> beg to have that time back. You know, somebody wrote, ah, the good old days when a simple roar ended your campaign. Now you could say or do whatever you want with no consequences. We have two presidents, the last one and the current one, being investigated for special, by special counsels for taking classified documents home. But like, oh my God, we had the George last Santos twice. George Santos <laughs> George has Santos. two committee positions. He's on two <laughs> committees. George Santos, by the way, related to Santos, Jill, we should uh, do an update on him tomorrow. Uh, we'll tease that, actually. Tune in tomorrow for an update on George Santos. It turns out he was so committed to the uh, playing volleyball at Hofstra, he lied in an interview to say that he got knee replacements because of how hard he played in volleyball. He never played volleyball. He never went to Hofstra. This guy is committed to creating this lie. It's really remarkable. Mosh, thank you, though, for on this day today. It was a gift. I needed it. I needed the laugh. I appreciate it. Jill, we got one more day this week. I'm going to try to live up to expectations tomorrow in our Friday on this day. Before we leave this segment, a special thank you again to our on this day sponsor, Magic Spoon Cereal. Remember to get your next bowl of Magic Spoon Cereal over at magicspoon.com slash monews. They have a special deal for all of you. Uh, use the code monews to get $5 off. Okay, we want to thank you for listening to the Mo News Daily Podcast. Please follow us and subscribe so that you do not miss an episode. Review us in the App Store so we can continue to grow. And check us out over at Instagram where this all started over the Mo News Instagram account at Mosh at M-O-S-H-E-H. We, Jill and I actually posted a uh, small little video clip thanking all of you uh, for the 1 million listeners uh, that we surpassed this week, the 1 million listens and downloads. Uh, and we did a little trivia on other things that you know, take a million miles, take a million hours. Uh, and so we have some 1 million trivia for you. So go check that out. And I think I'm trying to convince Mosh to put out the outtakes from that, yes. which are insane. <laughs> <laughs> which which we might have to bleep out some things, Jill. Um, okay, everyone. Have a great day. See ya.